Drama presents Tales from the Rave. <laughs> Sorry there is no one here at Tales from the Rave right now. Please leave your message after the tone. First new message, Marshall Jefferson. One story I think I can tell is Street Parade in Switzerland one year. I'm playing and I'm ripping it up, man. Backstage, you got Phyllis, the house cat, Armin Van Halen, DJ Sneak, and a lot of those guys. And I'm ripping it up. I'm really ripping it, right? Play this one song called The Captain on Henry Street Records. It went dun, 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 dun. Crowd went berserk when it came on. Because if you bring it in at the right spot, that it comes in with that string part, right? So Armin Van Halen comes on me. What record is that? I show record. Not thinking nothing of it. So, a few months later, the song comes out, dun, 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 by Armin Van Halen, called You Don't Even Know Me. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> They're paying attention. <laughs> the day will come for you. Second new message, Ian Bland. Dream Frequency. I've always worked with my mate Rob Cesare on various stuff. We started a band called Quake, so we did a track called The Day Will Come, just started getting to making trance really, and then that got signed to FFRR. Pete Tong signed it via a friend of Rob's, who was an a &E, played it to Pete Tong. I was always the joker me, so I was always like phoning Rob up and pretend to be other people and all that jazz. Pete Tong rang Rob up, and Rob's just giving it, hello? Because he said it was really noisy where he was, and he goes, hi Rob, it's, uh, it's Pete Tong. And Rob just went, yeah, fuck off, Landy. <laughs> and then he ran straight back and he went, no, oh, Rob, it's not, it's not my radio voice, I'm on the car, but it's Pete Tom. He's like, oh, 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 right, right. So then he said, oh, I want to sign the day, we'll come and blah, blah, blah. I got something here that you don't ever want to turn down. I got something for your mind, your body, and your soul. Gotta have house. Whitehead. We're going back to what, 1987. I definitely remember putting on an event at the garage with Graham playing and it was the first time that I'd heard Todd Terry track. It was Party People. Yeah, Graham played it that night and it would have been somewhere in mid-1987. So it was before the real, it was before the Acid House thing had really sort of kicked off. So we were already into kind of house. It's so simple. It just had a, a raw edge to it that a lot of the Chicago stuff didn't. A lot of the Chicago stuff was like just a drum machine. Amazing in its own way, but the Chicago house thing, Jackie Body and Can You Feel It and all those sort of Chicago classics. When Todd Terry came along, a year later, another step, and you got all these sampled kind of sounds coming into it, and it just sounded really raw. In your face. Fourth new message, Andy Barker, 808 date, and Tony Ross. Tell us how the gig at the GMX, how that came about. The year before, we'd done two shows with the Happy Mondays. The Happy Mondays one went down really well. We decided afterwards, why don't we try it ourselves? We decided, right, OK, we're going to go with it. Balls in hand and all that lot. Spent stupid amounts on the sound system. We had the biggest sound system that had been put in GMAX. Place sold out within weeks. 
we just spent all the budget on the whole show. It was the hottest ticket in town at the time, wasn't it? it was, yeah. You could have sold, what was it, 12,000, 12,500? Yeah, well, it's, legally it's 10,000. And at one point throughout the night, the fire escapes got kicked in and another 2,500 people, 2,500 kids ran into the place. Tony was DJing on it, we had Sasha on there DJing, we had Nipper on DJing. Enjoy supporting us. We walked away afterwards and once we, the accounts had been done, we'd made £2.50 out of it. It was just ridiculous. When the place emptied at the end of the night, I've never seen so many gas canisters in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously that was the choice thing what the youngsters was doing at the time. You could have made a grand off just the scrap. We were talking about doing another one with KLF because we are good friends with each other. They came up to Manchester, we had a good night out. This project, what we had in mind, which was try and put two stages in the GMX, one at one side of the GMX, one at the other, two different sound systems, and almost do like a, a reggae sound system battle where one plays the track, the other one plays the track. And it, everything was going swimming like until right at the end when I think it was Jimmy or Bill said, can we fire live sheep into the audience? And then it was like, well, that's not going to happen, is it? All tales from the Rave podcasts are now available on iTunes, Spotify, and all major platforms. Send of messages. Derek Karma presents Tales from the Rave. <laughs> <laughs>